It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ramona Shelburne, Woody Cage, Harry Lyles Jr., Justin Tinsley. It's Caitlin Clark night, people. Eight points away from the record on the doorstep of history. Her focus. I hope they don't stop the game. <laughs> Love that. Also, last night, snapping a 27-game losing streak with a one-person court storm and asking Bo <laughs> for a photo. No! Bo oh. knows photos. Ah, I see what you I did. Get Let's it. go around I the horn. I get it. I get it. Good old nostalgia. I miss nostalgia. Nobody does it oh. like they used to, you know? Nope. Tonight, Iowa City, the hottest ticket in sports this week, and I'm including the Super Bowl. Can't wait to see the lines outside for this one. Iowa, Michigan. Of course it's sold out. It's been sold out for, for weeks. Caitlin Clark's assault on the all-time scoring record. Eight points away from the D1 record, Kelsey Plum. And yes, her hope is they don't stop the game. She doesn't want a timeout wasted on this, but she did call it a special night. Clark's sensational season, as you all know, has led to an avalanche of celebration and attention and also debate and differing of opinions and feisty responses, which is what we're here for. So let's go around the horn to Ramona Shelburne on Clark's night from both the historical perspective and the right now. You know, I think it's a, a huge night. I don't like that she said don't stop the game. They're going to stop the game, okay? I know they didn't stop the game when Kelsey Plum broke the record, but they should stop it here because it's a big moment. She should lean into it. But they just lost to Nebraska, mm -hmm. and they're in a tight race mm -hmm. for the Big Ten here. And so I understand the competitiveness. I like it. And I also think that she's got her sights set on a different record, which is Pete Maravich's record. So she can be the all-time scorer in women's and men's basketball, just history. like Tara Vanderveer mm -hmm. did mm -hmm. earlier this season. Mm -hmm. Woody Page. Yes, Caitlin's averaged 28 points. Ramona, uh, Pete Maravich order, uh, ordered up 44.8 yeah, no. points per seasons, game in his career. It's amazing. And I looked it up this morning. I think there's an opportunity five games from now that they can stop the game and not restart it because she's going to pass Pete Maravich in the next five games. Mm -hmm. and, and if you look at their stats on assists and rebounds, they're very similar. So he was known as Pistol Pete. I'm now naming her CC Ryder because she really doesn't have a great nickname. Her boyfriend calls, him, calls her, you shoot her. That's really not appropriate enough. But I think they do stop the game in the first quarter when she does establish the record. It's not going to disrupt the game. They can show some highlights. They can spend 10 minutes away because a timeout in the first quarter doesn't really mean anything. And you get back to the last three quarters and, and head on as she matches and then equals and then surpasses the record. Harry Lyles Jr. around the horn to you. 
So to address her comments first, I could understand why a shooter would not want the game to stop because once you're in a rhythm, you don't want that to stop for anything. Uh, two, she took that loss last Sunday against Nebraska very seriously. They were up 14 or 15 yeah. points going into the fourth quarter. She shot 0 for 6 in that quarter. She said after that game, we've got to stop blowing leads. And this is a team that still feels like they have more to accomplish after feeling like they left something on the table last season. But sports is all about moments. This is a big moment. This is one of the greatest college basketball players that we have ever seen. We didn't stop the game for Kelsey Plum. We need to stop the game for Caitlin Clark. Like this is a truly a big moment. And a lot of people remember when LeBron James broke the scoring record in the NBA, people were like, are we supposed to stop the yeah. game for this? Like, yes. Like what planet are we living on? Like you need okay. to observe right. and, uh, and take those moments yeah. in. And that's what we're going to do. Justin tonight. Sinsley around the horn to you on the historical and the right now for Caitlin Clark. Kaylin Clark has never scored less than eight points in a game. So it's really all a matter of how quickly is she going to break this. It's going to happen in the first quarter, but, and I hate to break it to her, they're going to stop the game. You're not breaking a school record. You're not breaking a conference record. You're breaking an all-time scoring record. So, of course, the game is going to stop. But I want to go back to comments that, that Kelsey Plum made a couple of weeks ago where she was like, you know, that was a really low point during her life. And I think we have to look at that how possibly Kayla Clark is looking at it. Yes, it's exciting for us. She's the first player ever with 3,000 points and 1,000 assists, but there's a lot more emotions that come with this. So when she says, I'm not focused on that record, I'm focused on team success, I believe her. This could potentially be her last year in college. She's coming off a really ugly L against Nebraska, as Harry just said, and I, this scoring record is going to happen. She's more focused on a national championship because she knows a national championship, along with this scoring record, will make her legacy uh -oh. Far more impeachable uh -oh. than okay. what it should be. I allow it, but that's the word that has become bad. But I understand what you're saying. You're talking about the emotion she's feeling. Yeah. Ramona, I want to talk about the emotion everybody's feeling here because she has become a polarizing player in some way. There has been debate now, and that's good, right? We need to embrace yeah. all the debate when it comes to a player performing like she is. But do you have a view on how she has been received among the greats of all time. We heard Cheryl Swoops last week with some inaccuracies in her statement, and she took that back. But just how even Dawn Staley and Kim Mulkey have talked about her this past season. You know, that's part of being one of the all-time greats. Like, LeBron James was a polarizing figure when he came into the league. Kobe Bryant, polarizing figure. And when you want to wear the crown, like, it rests heavy on your head, and you have to take all of the, those opinions. I, I, you know, there's, there's great players in the leagues and great players in sports who don't say anything and don't do anything off the court and never get you talking about them other than what they have done on the court. And that's one form of greatness. But I think when you transcend, especially in women's sports, especially in the WNBA where she is heading either next year or, or the year after that, you have to be willing to take all of that in order to raise the game up. It's not just about you. And it seems like Clark is willing to do that, sports. right? You would agree with that. Yeah. But, but also there has been a push and shove in, in a wonderful way, some would Good. say. Harry Lowell's Jr.? Tony, I, I think the one thing that I sort of come back to in thinking about her impact on the game is they had 56,000 people inside Kinnick Stadium to watch an exhibition game that Iowa played against DePaul. Yeah. Like, if your impact is that great in the game, you, this is, a, again, a moment where you stop and celebrate this. All right, Woody, I'll let you a last word here. Watching. 
Well, two points. I hope she doesn't turn pro because then she can set the record, all-time women's record, because before the NCAA was affiliated with women's basketball, there were numbers that were greater. Mm. Also, she's making about $800,000 this year, and if she sticks <laughs> yeah. around, she can go over a million, I think, in that, and make as much money she if not more. She can get that at the WNBA as well, WNBA. though, Woody. We know the NIL doesn't go away. The, her marketing ability doesn't watched, go away. The WNBA pays and, money. And, we know this. And the other point, yeah. is that Maravich was a polarizing uh, figure when he played too because he was playing for his father and his father would leave him in games until the very end and that really oh. bothered other teams. Well, I'm glad you guys brought up Pete Maravich and what you alluded to before the NCAA took on women's basketball. You have to appreciate Lynette Woodard who's from Kansas yep. who has a record there and even before Pearl Moore, a player when it was a AIAW, I believe, also over 4,000 career points. So there is a long line here, and tonight history expected in Iowa City. We move on. NBA last night, Clippers 130, Warriors 125, L.A. winning with a comeback, and without Kawhi, and without Teron Lue after he was ejected in the game. For the Dubs, 15-point blown lead, ending their five-game win streak, quote, we are very average. End quote. Steph Curry. Ramona Shelburne was last night more about the Clippers or Warriors? I think it was about the Warriors because they've still got to figure out what's going on with Klay Thompson. He was not in here at the end of the game, not part of the closing lineup. Steve Kerr puts him in at the end of the game because they need some three-point shooting to try to get back in the game. And he commits a horrendous foul that ended up hurting them as they lose this game and blow the lead. And I think, you know, you understand why he does it. He's used to being in the closing lineup. They throw him in cold off the bench, but it's still a bad foul. And they need Clay Thompson if they're going to do anything. Woody Page, take away from last night? Yeah, I can't believe someone in L.A. is not talking about the Los Angeles Clippers. That's not Bill Plasky I'll there. Quote. That's not Bill. Ramona takes a yeah, national I'll, view, I'll, I'll and quote. we appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> I, I quote somebody from two weeks ago, that would be me, who said that the Clippers were going to go 8-2 and two in this month and they were going to take over the leadership said that? in that conference and for the rest of the year. I did. Okay. Get the tapes out like you always do when I see something well, wrong. Well, they're still the three You'll seed right out. now, right? They lost but to Minnesota uh, earlier this week, they, right? Not only did they do it with what, without the, one of their best players, one of the best players in the league, they did it without their coach at the end of the game. They did it without Paul George, who fouled out of the game, and yet they still managed to come back on the Warriors on the road. I, get, I think that we're watching the team that's going to be the number one seed when all is over in the Clippers. They are pulling it together if they stay healthy, and they managed to up until now. Harry Lyles, Jr. Three. So this is about the Warriors because we do know that this we know what the Clippers are. They are 28 and 7 since December. They are one of the best teams in the NBA, probably the best team in the NBA since that point. But this is about the Warriors. This is a team that's 14 and 14 at home. That's the second most losses that they've had in an entire season at home under Steve Kerr. We got a lot of basketball to play, man. Like they they might break that record. And Steph Curry's frustration, you can see where it comes from. This is a team that's won five games in a row. And yet you blow a lead like you did last night against this Clippers team. He knows that's not the standard if they want to get to where they need to be. And it's not even just going to be a Klay Thompson thing. You're going to need guys like Jonathan Kaminga to keep developing and Pazenzi as well if you're going to get this team to where it needs to be because this just can't be the same that it's been in the past. I'm going with the Clippers because this is another example of how, of how all the pieces fit. No Kawhi, PG fouled out. Their, their coach got kicked out the game. Guess, guess what? Norman Powell and Russell Westbrook, two legitimate six-man-of-the-year candidates, took over in that fourth quarter and basically spearheaded 
the charge for the win. So, look, I get it. With the Clippers, everything matters in the spring and hopefully the summer if you're a Clippers fan. But as of right now, they are the best team in the league. In the league? More than Boston? Yes. Whoa. Yes, I have them, yes. Since the, since the start of December, they've right, been right. the best team in Not basketball. Since the start of October? <laughs> the, well, Boston won by 50 last night. I mean, I understand. You can feel good. Against the Nets. Okay. Clippers lost to Minnesota, who they trail in the standings. Two days but ago. They're, they're the number one team. Uh, okay. Like, take a break. Myers, Boston you got to take. But, weeks ago. You know, you can take the pushback. Myers sell next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport, brought to you by Chase. What does the NBA have on its hands here with the arrest of the Pistons' Isaiah Stewart for punching the Suns' Drew Eubanks in the arena tunnel before yesterday's game? Not many details known. The Suns, in a release, call it unprovoked. Detroit coach Monty Williams said it's irresponsible for the Suns to say that before the NBA's investigation. Ramona Shelburne, around the horn of you. What are you hearing as the NBA handles this? Well, look, this, you know, the NBA is going to review the footage, and now that we are in 2024 where everything comes out, I have a feeling we'll all see the footage at some point anyway. Um, but I, this is an interesting situation for the league because we had the exact same thing happen up in Golden State last season when when Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in a practice, in, like at, during a practice. Now that was behind closed doors, not out in the parking lot in Phoenix where there were officers around. But the, the authorities there didn't get involved with Draymond Green. The league didn't step in there. They let the Warriors handle it. And so I think now we have a jurisdiction issue. Like what is... There's a, there's a precedent that the NBA doesn't get involved here when it's when it's off the court, but there's also a jurisdiction issue with the Phoenix police. What do you have a view of this? Yeah, Ramona, you'll remember that Stewart started a fracas in Los Angeles against LeBron James at the free throw line yep. two year, uh, three years ago, 2021, and he was suspended for two games. So he does have a history, not a full history like Draymond Green, but I think because of what happened in that earlier incident, he's going to get strong measures taken against him by the NBA. Ari Lyles, what kind of situation does the NBA have here with the player being arrested in the arena for a punch? It's it's an odd situation and for the people at home since we haven't shown the footage. The incident that Woody is referring to is what I would call the why I oughta because uh, he kept just running after every Laker that he could find in that situation to help jog your memory. Oh, but, the, yeah, the old one. Yeah, me, yeah, the, yeah. The timing 
the timing of this is is bad because it happened before a game and i know they played a physical game i believe it was at the beginning of november and so based yeah. on what we know it seems like a situation that was on the court basketball stuff carried over in a situation where he wasn't even supposed to be playing last night he has an injured ankle he wasn't active so it looks bad i still think we need to find out more information see if there was anything that was said but this is just another ugly thing that the nba is dealing with and they got to kind of try to find a way to maneuver out of these yeah i look at it from isaiah stewart's point of view this is how you develop a reputation and when you have a job that is only one of like 400 jobs in the world it's easy to get cut loose so when i look at him like he wasn't even playing in that game last night so it makes that look even more premeditated than what it was. He hasn't played since, since late January. So when I look at this, Isaiah Stewart has to be careful because the reputation you carry can either make or break you in the league, and it doesn't look good for Isaiah Stewart at this point. Fire sell two Lakers over the Jazz last night. Are the Lakers becoming Anthony Davis' team is a question you people have been trying to ask for years. Last night, 37-15 for Davis. Rui Hachimura at 36 as well. Maybe you think it's Rui's team. Uh, this is who we have to be, Davis said, about the pace the team played last night. Woody, what you buy, what you sell? Well, AD, I think, has taken over as the team leader now from LeBron James, who didn't play last night. Talking about going 37 points, 15 rebounds. They've been 6-1 and one in their last seven games since January 25th. They're third in offensive efficiency and second in in uh, three-point efficiency. So I think that Anthony Davis is helping in both those areas, and he actually has taken over the offense uh, and taken over the team. Harry Lyles, Jr. Tony, I feel like the fact that we're still asking this question is a, it captures pretty well where we've been with this Lakers team yeah. because when they got Anthony Davis, we said he was going to have to be the best player to carry this franchise into the future. And this one his first season there, rather, in 2019-2020, when they won the title, he was first-team All-NBA, first-team All-Defense. He hasn't been that since then. So if he can get back to being that player, that seems like a pretty good starting point for them being legitimate contenders again. Tinsley. Yeah, I agree with Anthony Davis. Look, LeBron will always be the conductor of that team and that franchise, but offense and defense starts with Anthony Davis. They're eight and three in their last eleven games, and they, this this is a team that knows after the All Star break, every game they play is essentially essentially playoff worthy, playoff contention, playoff seeding, because they're in a stacked West, and they're they're going to have to go on a run if they even want to get out the play in. And Ramona, specifically about the pace that Davis was talking about and the space he occupies. Well, listen, when they went to the Western Conference Finals, it was because they had a great defensive team. Yeah. They put Rui Hachimura in there. He was part of that great defensive team. There's a couple of veiled shots at Darvin Ham and the coaching staff for not using this lineup earlier, and, I, and you hear it every game after the postgame. I think they need to tamp down on that because they're starting to win now. and it's Okay, but you do feel there's been a tweak side, there defensively. Side comments about the coaching staff. And, and Davis is so good defensively, too. We'll move on. Buy or oh. sell three. Michigan trash by Illinois this week. They're 8-17. and 17. Tough year for Juwan Howard and the Wolverines. Athletic Director Ward Manuel, quote, I have not really thought about changes in our men's basketball program at this time. Harry, do you hear that as a vote of confidence? Or at what point do you start thinking about changes with the Michigan program right now? It sounds like a vote of confidence, which is typically not a good thing, though I do hope in this instance they will have just a little bit more patience for Juwan Howard. I go back and think about that opening press conference he had, how emotional he was with it. We know how much the University of Michigan means to him. Some things have not gone their way. Hunter Dickinson transferring out. They thought they were going to get Caleb Love. They didn't. And then obviously all this feels worse, at least for them, because Michigan football just won a national championship.
Well, that's not a bad thing for the school. Justin Tinsley, how about you? Well, pressure-wise, basketball. <laughs> yeah, I, I look, I think he's going to have a little bit longer runway in this. Obviously, he, he's Jawan Howard, a famous alum of the school. And he, they're thinking about his, his, his health scare earlier in the season. So they're going to give him this season. But I think next season, if, if, the, if they continue to lose, you can only lose but so much regardless of who you are. Come on, Shelburne. Yeah, Tony, you're a stickler for word choice, and I think there could have been some words edited out of this statement. We have not really thought about. How about we have not thought about? <laughs> By adding, have not really thought we about. We thought it. about it, but it wasn't a real thought. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Woody Page. Normally, voter confidence is uh, trailed by uh, the phrase dreaded vote of confidence. But in this case, he deserves all the time he can get after having heart surgery. I mean, he is uh, such a supporter of that program and in its past history. Woody, and I, I know that you require win. our attention. I am the GOAT. And uh, you want us I'm to ignore Justin and, and your baby GOAT right there. You guys could uh, sit back in the front row there and see the Ramona Shelburne, Harry Lyles in Showdown next. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Last night, a 27-game losing streak was snapped. Detroit, have mercy. But a one-person court storm. Ramona, does a 27-game losing streak snap deserve more than one-person court storm, or does one just about cover it? You know what? Uh, kudos to this guy, whoever he is, for being a real fan, not getting embarrassed. Look at, look at the dude on the left who wants to join him, but chicken's out. I mean, <laughs> come on. I didn't see that. Harry Lowe Jr. Is the most, spot. This is the most appropriate court storming of all time. Not in, not in just terms of should we, but the amount of people. Because one person for snapping a losing streak like that, pristine. Uh -huh. Detroit Mercy over Ooey Pooey. With one person storming the court, everybody gets a point. We'll move on. Showdown 2. There's bad and there's so bad it's good. Jordan Poole's carry last night. Look at this. <laughs> but you got to show it down versus Piston Suns, which had a, a couple of possessions here, which we have to use super speed because it went on so long that was bad. Which bad was best, Harry? Tony, this is the king of the genre. It has to be Jordan Poole. This is going into, he basically has an album of these. This is his thriller, okay? Like, this is just another track on the album. Ramona? I appreciate the effort in that Pistons, son. Look, that game was totally a debacle of a game, and they're diving on the court. They're, they're driving the ball at the end of the fourth quarter. Good effort there, guys. 
with the Jordan Poole. I'm not even disappointed. I'm impressed. That carry to try to pull that off. Ramona Shelburne, take 30 seconds of FaceTime. You know, Tiger Woods is competing in the Genesis Invitational, and I'll never forget where I was back in February of 2021. This is his first tournament in 10 months, but February 2021, when he was hosting this tournament, this is his tournament out here in Pacific Palisades, when he had his car accident, I covered it. None of the doctors I talked to ever thought he would ever play golf again. Every time I see him out there, it is a gift to him, to the world. Just don't take anything for granted, because the fact that he has ever made it back is, is a truly a miracle. You brought up the Genesis. I thought you were going somewhere else. Genesis, EA Sports. It's in the game. College football 25. Who's ready? Nice shades. Woody. Let's go. Let's go for them. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks. Predicting upsets. Winning my bracket group. And leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.